right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Darlan, I'm your host, and I am going to talk today about being mean as a mom. And what I have been hearing from some of my moms, especially moms with like three to six-year-olds or three to seven-year-olds, but even older, is this thought of like, oh, I'm such a mean mom. Like, oh, I was so mean to them, or I'm so mean, or isn't that mean, or do you think I'm mean? And they're asking me if I think that they're mean. And I think that there's this confusion around being mean and being firm. And I want to talk about that today. So a lot of moms, they they think that when they're being firm with their children, they are being mean. So let me give you some examples. Like when you have one kid pulling the other kid's hair, like you have one kid and they're like, ah, and they're pulling the other kid's hair. It's not mean to say, stop that. Don't do that. That's not safe. Using that firm voice. Or when your child is hitting you or spitting on you, it's not mean to say, no, don't hit me. My body stays safe. Don't hit. It's even not mean to grab their hands and hold them tightly, not squeezing, not hurting them, but to hold them while you are looking at their face and saying, no, don't hit that hurts. That's not okay. I want you to understand that that's not mean. So moms will say, you know, oh, I was so mean. I'm such a terrible mom. And I will often say, okay, like if someone comes to a coaching call and they say, I was so mean, I don't assume that they were. And I don't assume that they weren't. I actually want them to tell me the story. And often as they share the story, they'll tell things like that I've just described. They've said they've used a firm voice when their kid has done something unsafe or they've set a boundary with their body, right? They're like, don't touch me. Don't hurt me. That hurts my hair. And moms will think, oh, I'm being so mean when what they've done is they've just clearly communicated to their child that their behavior doesn't work. So I'm going to give you some examples of when you need to be firm with your child. It's like, If your three-year-old is screaming in a restaurant, not because they like pinch their finger or, you know, have a tummy ache or something, but they're just kind of like, give me more French fries or whatever. Or you've told them, no, don't, you, you can't eat his food. That's your brother's food. Then it's not mean to take them outside. And then with a very clear voice say, screaming in a restaurant isn't okay. We'll go back inside when your body is calm. Let me help you calm your body. Let's jump up and down together. So is it mean to take your three-year-old out of a restaurant when they're screaming and then be firm with them? No, it's not. When your eight-year-old is using swear words, it's not mean to say, those words are not okay. You can stay here with us as long as you use kind words. Do you hear my voice is very firm? It's very strong. I think of this as parent leadership, but I'm using a very strong voice and saying those words are not okay. You can stay here wherever you are, like if you're playing in the family room or they're at their neighbors or wherever they are, you can stay here as long as you use kind words. And then if they're not able to use kind words or they want to, you know, see what happens if they, you know, say the F word or whatever, it's not mean to say looks Looks like you are using potty words. You can go into the bathroom and say all those words and then come out when you're ready. So we're 
taking the charge out of those moments where kind of communicating to our child, like these words aren't okay in this space. If you want to say them, go in there. I love that for potty talk, by the way, like poops. Um, I don't like to say the, the F word, you know, but like fart, you know. Um, it's like whenever your kids are using potty words, you can also say, oh, those words are not, those words don't, those are only potty words. You can go in the bathroom and say those words. So it's not mean, right? It's not mean to let your child know that because they made you late for work four times this week, you aren't willing to drive them to the mall on Saturday. I hear parents often say, oh, it's so mean. I'm being so mean if I say no. No, you're going to have to hold boundaries. You're going to have to set limits in order to teach your kids how to behave in the world, like what works. And so if you're thinking you're being mean, then you're not going to be able to set those limits. If you think limits are mean, it's going to be really hard for you to set limits. And that's why I'm letting you know that setting limits isn't mean. It's, it's not mean to leave your seven-year-old at home with their mom or their dad when you go to Target, even if you promised that you would take them to go to Target. It's not mean to say, actually, no, I'm not taking you to Target because you called me stupid, wicked woman earlier today. And I don't want to have to go to Target and have someone call me names. So you're not coming. Is it mean? No. It's not mean to hold a four-year-old's hands when they are hitting you or their sibling. It's not mean to not give your teen allowance or not let them drive the car or not buy them a new dress or tie for homecoming if their room is a mess. So I want to clarify what mean is and what mean isn't. And I think a lot of parents confuse being firm with being mean. So using a firm voice isn't mean. Keeping people safe isn't mean. Having limits isn't mean. It's actually mean if you don't. Enforcing your boundaries isn't mean. Following through on consequences isn't mean. So I don't want you to confuse being firm with being mean. This is what being mean actually is. Being mean is when you hurt your child's body. And when I say hurt your child's body, what I mean is there's a moment when you are holding someone's hands, protecting yourself or protecting other children. And there's a moment when you go from protecting yourself to actually hurting your child, right? Squeezing too hard or shoving their body away. There are going to be moments when you've been physical with your child in a way that crosses the line. There's going to be moments when you've called your child a mean name, like you've actually name called them. There's going to be moments when you are meanly lecturing and pushing your child into shutdown mode. There are going to be moments where you're mean and you're cornering your children with your rage. There are moments when we say those sentences, those things, those insults, and we know we're hurting our kids. You know when you're being mean truly. But if you convince yourself that you're being mean when you're being firm, it is going to be get very confusing about how to be more firm and how to stop being mean. You cannot combine the two. So we want to separate when you're actually being mean to when you're being firm. 
So as I say those examples of, you know, being too physical with your child, saying something mean, swearing at them, cornering them, screaming in their face. I know that if you have done some of these right now, you're hearing me say these examples and you're like, yep, yep, yep. I've, yep, that's, I've done that. And you might be flooded with shame and guilt. So I want you to just pause and I'm going to help you move through that shame and guilt because I don't want you to get stuck there with the meanness, okay? To get out of shame and guilt, it is vital. It is so important that you talk about these moments when you have actually been mean, when you've actually crossed that line, when you've been too physical or too harsh. It's important to talk about those moments. And a lot of times moms will talk about the other moments where they're like, I was so mean. I had to like pull my child off my other child. And you're admitting that in order to kind of see if it's safe to admit the real things. And then the other mom is like, oh, that's mean. Okay, well, I guess I'm mean too. And all of a sudden, neither of you are having a real conversation about times when you lose your shit with your kids. Because that's what I'm actually talking about here. So when we are honest about what happens when we cross that line, there's a lot of healing that can come. And I'm going to model, I'm going to share with you a story of myself of how I crossed that line and when I have been mean and harsh and too physical with my kids. And when you want to take a look at some of these moments, I want you to be really tender with yourself and being curious about why you acted that way. Instead of judging and being mean to yourself about being mean, being tender. So I'm going to share with you right now a moment when I was too physical with my child, a moment when instead of being firm, I was mean. And of course, this is hard to admit on a podcast, right? But I also know that if I keep moments like this in the dark, or if you keep moments when you have been mean in the dark, that what happens is that we get strangled by the shame of those moments. We get stuck in that shame of feeling like we are bad and that we are wrong. And being stuck in shame is the opposite of becoming calm. You cannot become calm until you admit to the moments when you aren't. So I'm going to admit to a moment when I wasn't. So here's what was going on. Lincoln, my oldest, who's now 18, he was around 18 months old. And we were on a camping trip and it was hot and dusty. And I was pretty overwhelmed by all of it. Like keeping a baby safe around a fire and with dirt and all of that was hard for me. And I'm an outdoorsy person, but having a little one on a trip like that, it was so hot and, you know, just d dusty, dusty campground. And of course we hadn't slept much and it was in the morning and it was just Lincoln and I in the tent and he needed a diaper change. And while I was changing his diaper, he kicked me in the stomach. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea if it was a hard kick or not, but it hurt. And without a second of pause, I slapped his leg. I can remember even now as I talk about it, taking my right hand and just whack right on his thigh. And he didn't have any pants on because I was changing him. And I could see that red welt on his leg. And it was without a second of pause. It just kick slap. It was like that fast. 
And when I saw that little red handprint, I was filled with guilt. Now, guilt is a normal emotion. And it makes sense to feel it when we do something wrong. When we hurt someone, we ought to feel some guilt or it's normal to feel some guilt. When we are mean, it's normal to feel some guilt. And I did. I felt a lot of guilt. I felt very, very bad for him. I felt very upset that I had done that. And then almost immediately, I was flooded with shame. So shame is different from guilt. Guilt says, I've done something wrong. Shame says, there's something wrong with me. And in that moment, I was like, I'm a terrible mom. I shouldn't even be a mom. If other moms knew I did this, they would hate me. I hate me. And I just felt just so awful and just like terrible. Not, oh, I've done something wrong, but like something is wrong with me. That's what shame is. And then, of course, I I catastrophized the moment and I made it mean a bunch of things about the future. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to mess this kid up. He's going to be so, you know, such a disaster. I'm ruining him. So then my anxiety tapped in. And I was definitely like, you know, spiraling and just feeling so terrible and really stuck. So in that moment, I didn't, I want to say like, I didn't immediately admit I needed help. I didn't like leave the tent and be like, oh my gosh, I just hit him. I feel so bad. Something is happening in me. I probably need some help. Um, And I'm not saying like everybody needs help the first time or like if you hit your kid one time, but if you are kind of in a pattern of hitting your child or like noticing that when your stress response gets activated that you turn mean, then it's important to get some help. It's important to address your rage and your reactivity. Now, what was happening for me in that moment is now that I've admitted it and, you know, gone back and talked about it and, and, you know, watched the pattern in me for years and years of like, why was sometimes I was, why was I being activated sometimes? Why was I, you know, why did I turn like that with my kids? And so for me, I was having a kind of a trauma response. I was acting out some old wounds in my life and from my childhood. So for me as a child, I experienced a lot of abuse and neglect. And I don't want to like make this all like a downer (laughs) episode, but that was true for me. That's my story. Now, one of the coping strategies that I created for myself in order to um, deal with all of that kind of chaos of my childhood is that I became hypervigilant. I became on guard. I became really protective of myself. And I... um, was, was very, very strong, right? No one will hurt me. No one will, I will never put myself in a position where I am victimized. I am not a victim, right? So I was like embodying a very powerful sense of being. And that protective strategy, it worked for a really long time. It was really healthy and good for me. But when I became a mom, <laughs> that protective strategy, that vigilance and protectiveness of my body and of me became a problem because here's the thing kids hit kids kick kids spit 
kids scream. They do all sort of sort of out of bounds behavior because they're young. They don't know what the bounds are. They have to break the bounds. They have to go outside the bounds in order to learn what's in the bounds, right? And so that's what we're doing as parents is we're, we're teaching our children how to stay within the bounds, how to manage their feelings in ways that work. So they start out by acting out all of their feelings in ways that don't work for everybody else. And then it's our job to teach them how to act those feelings out in ways that do work for everybody. But when my brain was seeing those behaviors like kicking me as an actual threat to my safety and to my core identity, I saw red. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I just, I was highly reactive. My stress response was zero to whatever, a thousand in a split second. So I would get bigger and louder and stronger and meaner and colder and hotter. And basically I did all sorts of mean things to shut their shit down so I could feel better. That was my pattern. That's why I was mean. Not because I was a bad person. Not because I'm not a good mom. Not because I am, you know, like, yeah, a horrible person. There's nothing wrong with me. I just had maladaptive coping strategies to stress. And I needed new tools. Is it mean to hit your kid? Yes. Yes. Is it mean to call your kid a name? Yes. Is it mean to scream at your child in their face? Yes. But here's the thing. We have to talk about the mean things in order to get help to change. If no one knows you're doing that, then you're going to get stuck. So if, if shame would have kept me stuck, I would have stayed in that mean mom story and I would never have learned how to become a calm mama. And like I said, I, I didn't get help with my rage until Lincoln was four. This happened at 18 months. For two and a half years, I was sort of stuck in like this very, very hard turmoil place of shame and also continuing to use these coping strategies that were causing harm for me and for my kids. This was not me being firm. This was not me being, um, you know, clear and setting really clear limits. I had no idea how to do any of that. I would just pop. And it, once I did get help, it took me a few years before I was regularly able to stop being mean with their bodies. Like, I don't want to say years, actually. That happened pretty fast. I learned like, uh uh-oh, I got to pause and reset. And, you know, I have a ton of episodes on regulating your emotions as the parent, right? Pausing, resetting your body, resetting your mind, resetting your emotions. And I I talk about it all the time because I know that that's key. If you want to stop being mean, you have got to pause and reset. So it It was pretty quick learning how to not hurt their bodies. But I do remember even like Sawyer being four and me getting so angry with him. And this would have been after two years of being in, you know, getting some support and some help. And still like I remember picking up his body. He was four, picking up his body and kind of tossing him on the bed and and oh, just feeling so terrible about it. Less shame, though, to be honest. I was like, oh, okay, what happened there? Why was I so reactive? What was going on for me? 
What did I need to do? When could I have paused? Right? Because I'd already had some tools. Now, it has taken me longer to stop being mean with my mouth. Like I yelled for a lot of years and, um, you know, it took me a long time to figure out how to regulate. Like I could kind of control my body, but not so much my mouth. It took longer. So what is it? What do I mean by being mean with your mouth? Okay. It's when you personalize your kid's behavior or you, you know, make that their mistake if they make a mistake and you say something about them as a person. So personalizing as an attack, right? Like saying, what is wrong with you? You always do this. No one's going to like you if you keep doing this. You're so mean. You're a liar. Do you know what happens to liars? <laughs> or you never change. You're always like this. Are you ever going to learn? Or keep eating like that and you're going to be fat. Or stop being a crybaby. Your brother's not crying, right? You get the point. I don't want to go too far with these because it feels really awful to hear them. But that's when you're being mean with your mouth. So lectures are often mean. Insults are mean. Name calling is mean. Physical aggression is mean. Threats are mean. Sometimes even rescuing your child from a mistake is mean. Because you're like protecting yourself because you don't want your kid to be in pain. So you rescue them. So you deprive them of a learning opportunity. That can be kind of mean. So as I talk about this, you might be like, okay, shit. (laughs) I am in a pattern of being mean. (laughs) Like, you know the difference between being firm, being mean. You know if you're being mean. And you might be feeling like, okay, so what do I do about it? (laughs) Now, the first thing you want to do, like I said, is admit it to someone. Go to your partner and say, 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 hey, I'm struggling. I don't think I was honest with Kevin about this for a really long time. It was like, I could kind of keep it together when he was around. Plus, you know, he is a calming, regulating figure for me. And so I could, I didn't act like this. Like I almost had like my social self on, but when I was alone with the kids is when this kind of behavior came out. And so admitting it to your partner or to your sister or your brother or your best friend, or honestly, I recommend you join Calm Mama Club so that you can talk about it with me. That's the whole reason I started working as a parent coach. I want to I want to help you understand why you act the way you do so that you don't feel shame about it, that you have clarity, that you can forgive yourself and then get tools to change. And I also want to help you understand why your kids act the way they do so that you don't get so stressed by it. And that way you can give give them tools to teach themselves how to manage their emotions so they don't become so reactive, right? Over the past 10 years, I've been doing this work and I've realized just how valuable it is to unshame our experiences as moms in a community. It's very valuable. I love my one-on-one work and I work with moms one-on-one still and we talk about all the stuff in private. But I have seen the power of doing this work in a group. Watching other moms and dads, There's, but mostly moms are in that group, listening to them be honest about moments that they aren't proud of real moments when they have not shown up in a way that they love and having me listen and guide them through it and 
unshame that moment, like take the shame away so that we can actually look at it and figure out what the heck was actually going on there and healing. That way you don't have to feel stuck, right? So you're always welcome to join the Kamama Mama Club. It's $999, that's hard to say, for the year or 99 a month. Um, and then we have the group coaching and all, and all of the, you know, the, the Facebook group and daily help and on so many on-demand courses. Like there's just so much support. It's everything that I needed when I was stuck in this shame as a, as a mom. When I was stuck being mean, when I was mad, I've put everything in this group that I've learned along the way so that you can stop feeling like a crapola <laughs> mom, right? I don't want you to feel bad anymore. I want you to actually move forward, not be stuck. Okay, so you can always join calmamacoaching.com. Love to have you. But here's your takeaway for the week. When you have the thought, you're going to have it. Oh my God, that was so mean. <laughs> okay, when you have that thought, I want you to look at what you actually said or actually did. And then look like, okay, were you being firm or harsh? Were you being clear with your limit or were you lecturing? Were you setting a boundary and reinforcing it? Or were you personalizing their behavior? Were you giving a consequence or were you giving a threat? Because here's the thing. If you think that good old-fashioned parenting where you teach your kids how to, you know, change their behavior... We do it in Calm Mama Club and through this, my, my podcast and everything, we teach our kids how to understand why they're behaving in a certain way and then because of their feelings, right? And then giving them new tools to get those needs met, those emotional needs met or process those ne negative emotions in better ways, right? But we have to do that with limits. We have to do that with the connection. We go, it's calm, connect, limit, set, correct. Calm is about you. Connect is about helping your child process their negative emotion. Limit set is creating limits and boundaries so your kids know how what is expected of them. And then consequences, letting your kids fail and learn from their mistakes. That's parenting. And that's being the leader in your family. And if you're thinking that parenting is mean, your kids are definitely going to pick up on that energy. They're going to decide, looks like there aren't any grownups around here, so maybe I should be in charge. If you think being a leader is mean, then you're leaving a leadership vacuum. And guess who is going to fill that vacuum? Your kids. So they will decide that they should be in charge. They won't know when your rules matter and when they don't if you're not strong enough as a leader. They won't then they'll, you'll feel super frustrated because they're not following your rules and keeping within your boundaries. And then you might slip into meanness in order to get back control. So firmness is very, very valuable and viewing yourself as the leader and thinking, yes, I can be a leader without being a dick, right? You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be a dictator. You can just be a leader in your family and you can be a gentle leader, but you are still in charge. So the best thing you can do is to find your firm, strong leadership voice as a mom. Like finding that voice, that, that strong tone where you're not harsh, 
but you're clear. I think of that as leadership. Getting clear on what is allowed and what is not allowed in your family and communicating that firmly without being harsh. So I'll leave you with this quote from one of my clients who just, who just said this literally today. She said, so firm limits are the shortcut to the behavior you want without making your kid feel like shit in the process. Yep, that's exactly right. Being firm, but not being mean. So that's what you're working on. And if you're being mean, get some help. And if you don't know what being firm is and you don't know how to be a leader in your family, let's talk. Um, you can always check out calmamacoaching.com. You can find out how to book a, a session with me, uh, a discovery call, or learn more about the club and you know get all the support, get on the newsletter if you're not on it, all of that. So calmamacoaching.com is the, the place to go. And in the meantime, I just want you to know, you've got this, mamas. You are the leaders in your family and your kids are lucky to have you. All right. Have a great week.